Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance, live as always above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, hashtag crew assembled around us here. So many interesting things going on. We kind of went nuts this morning on the Rogers thing. Uh, I want to very quickly just clean up something, not clean up, but expand on a quick thought that we had at the end of our, uh, of our previous hour, and that is that the NBA has given, in its collective bargaining agreement, guidance to people like me. I'm a voter for postseason NBA awards. This will be my second year doing it. I consider it a great honor. I take it really seriously. I love voting, and I put every ounce of energy I have into into voting in a way that I think is right. And in the new collective bargaining agreement, one of the things that jumped out to me was they put guidelines in there for things like MVP voting and uh, all-NBA voting. So there's a first, second, and third all-NBA team. And that matters to the players because a lot of them have significant amounts of money tied into being on one of those teams. And the NBA has given me guidance. Those players have to play in 65 games in order to get votes for that. Whether I think that's enough or not, notwithstanding, because they had to come to some agreement with the, with the union on that, and they, everyone had to feel good about it. But they've given me guidance, because I will tell you, one of the things I was agonizing over was how much attention should I pay to how many games a player played when I make these decisions? Well, now I don't have to agonize over that anymore. To me, they've given me my answer. It is very simple. If they've played 65, then I just take into account their season. If they played less than 65, I can't vote for them anyway. But I will not gauge a difference between 66 and 70. The NBA has given me a guideline. Mm. This is my map. And I love that about them. And it's what baseball has never really done for their writers when they try and decide how they have just given the Baseball Writers Association of America, I was about to say carte blanche, but in some ways they've just sort of left this decision to them how to handle the steroid guys. Yeah, the Hall of Fame uh, has been almost purposely ambiguous when it comes to how to handle the steroid era. And that makes voting for the Hall of Fame almost impossible. That is the, like, the most common complaint that you'll hear from voters. So for the NBA to do this, to peg that number, to collectively bargain that with the Players Association, I think is a perfect microcosm of the, the, the strength of the relationship between the two and how much that matters for the league. All right. So um, we, I, I like that a lot. And, and I think that was an interesting one. And my thanks to the NBA for making my life a little bit less stressful as we work forward. I also, I brought up an interesting question earlier today. It came up sort of organically. But I liked it, and it is, how close a relation or relationship would you have to have with someone in order for that person to somehow become involved in your arch-rival team and you to root for them? And this came up because Bubba hates UConn, has always hated, grew up in the heart of UConn country as a fan of Duke, and so he's always hated UConn. But 
The Hurley family, specifically Bobby Hurley, was the reason he became a Duke fan. He loves the Hurley family. And with Danny Hurley as their coach, I asked, did you root for them because you love Danny, even though you hate UConn? So what's the for those just joining us, did you root for them last night? No, I, I, I still couldn't root for them, no. Hmm. Okay, so that's fair. But Danny Hurley is someone you admire, but yeah, he's not your was, friend. I was happy for Danny, but... He's still, not your brother. I still would have preferred uh, San Diego State 1 by far. So I brought up how close a relation would someone have to be. Like, Hembo, you hate a lot of teams. Your favorite team is the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Which baseball team do you hate the most? The Mets? The Braves? The Braves because they were so dominant during their division run. But, but the, teams, the team that I hate the most, like him, is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Dallas Cowboys. So if someday your little daughter, Michelle Hembikitis, mm. should become a front office executive... On the Dallas, of the Dallas Cowboys, she's working. She, she, by that day and age, there'll be women who are general managers. She, she, she has a high-ranking position with mm. the Dallas Cowboys. Will you root for them to win the Super Bowl? Uh, I will root for them in every game in which they do not play the Eagles. So you would root for the Eagles ahead of your daughter? Correct. Well, I mean, I'm, uh, uh, Cam, are you surprised by this stance? I mean, you're no, from where I'm from. that's very respectable. That, that's the line in the sand to draw, for sure. It's a complicated one. <laughs> I've, I've got a great tweet here. Um, from, let me reload it here. This is from Vandra McQuarrie, who tweets, Greeny, you call yourself a Jets fan. If my only son were to be drafted by the Montreal Canadiens, who I loathe, he would not be welcome at my dinner table until he demanded a trade. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Hashtag Leafs forever. It's not true. I like it. It's not I, I, I would question the veracity of her claim. It is true. And I will tell you the most famous example of it. And he confirmed this and told this story on our show. Back on Mike and Mike. Chris Spielman, legendary linebacker, legendary Ohio State linebacker. His father was a high school football coaching legend in the state of Ohio. And when growing up, Chris Spielman wanted to go to Michigan. And his father said, you traitor. I'll tell you where you're going. You're going right down 71 South and you're going to play for the Ohio State Buckeyes. You better not go to Michigan. Don't ever come home if you do. <laughs> I kind of love it. I kind of love it. And, and, and that's what I'll tell you. Like, that, 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 me, my line of demarcation is Stevie. Now let's go a different direction. Here's an interesting one. You're a married man. I just met your father-in-law. Lovely man. Um, and from what I can tell, not a football coach. <laughs> not a football coach. But let's just say you had met the former Elizabeth Edwards. Uh-huh. To me, in my contacts, you'll always be Elizabeth Edwards, because <laughs> I knew her before you married her. And her father, let's just say for the sake of this discussion, her name was Elizabeth McCarthy, and her father was Mike McCarthy, the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, no. You're married to the daughter of the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, would you root for the Cowboys when they played the Eagles? No, and I would probably root against them even harder. Do you know how badly that would go over? <laughs> I mean, you have to. Do you know the, the suffering you would receive as a result of that decision? But you're presupposing something that just could not happen. Which is what? That I would marry the daughter of the Dallas Cowboys. You're telling me, and you're saying out loud right now on the radio mm-hmm. so that anyone, including her, could hear it, that if Lizzie's father was the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, you would not have married her. A hundred percent. Wow, Are you kidding me? That's Good a, for you, Hembo. That's I mean, a statement. You, you did marry a Giants fan. That's true, too. Their family is, is so, died uh, in the wool Giants. Yeah. Let's not act like you're all of a sudden above some... some no, two out. things. 
The Cowboys are definitively different than the Giants. Okay. I'll, I'll I rooted, grant you that. I rooted for the Giants to beat Minnesota so that the Eagles could destroy the Giants and I could gain that satisfaction. That's where we are. Good job. That's where we are. You buying this, Bubs? Uh, I mean... What, do you think I'm just talking tough here? Well, here's the thing. Known. I, I'm a married man. Hambo's a married man. You two guys, Bubba and Cam, you're unmarried. Cam, you're young, and I think you're actually a fairly desirable catch. Like, you're a good-looking oh kid, and Thank I think you, you have a future ahead of you. You look exactly like, well, you look like a combination of one of the Jonas Brothers, and I'm going to give you a, a very old reference you probably won't know. There was a very famous DJ named Wolfman Jack, and no you idea. look a little bit like him, Cam, too. <laughs> Clip this. Do you ever get that? Do people tell you you look like Wolfman Jack? Every other day, yeah. Okay, yeah, you look like Wolfman Jack, but that... Withstand that aside, you could be a fairly desirable catch. Thanks. So, are you telling me that you will eliminate from your potential marrying pool any woman who is directly connected to the Cowboys? How many women are there that are that directly connected? Lots, plenty, tons of. How about if she's a diehard Cowboys fan? Would you marry a Cowboys fan? I think, you know, if it were like true love, maybe. If she but tells you she wants... There's billions of women in the world, Greeny. Not all of them are connected to the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm naming the ones who are. What oh, if she tells man. you she wants Roger Staubach to perform the ceremony? Oh. By the time I get married, I don't know if Roger's going to be around. <laughs> whoa, whoa, a terrible whoa. thing that to was say. not the right thing to say. About a great human being, a great man in Roger Staubach, who I love, more, it's served our country. You're killing Roger Staubach? It's more so how long from Roger now Staubach. I'm going to get married. Okay, I'll change it just to get you off the hook be careful Good what call. what if she wants tony romo to perform the ceremony i'd have to say can we find someone else i hope i can go to you that. fumble the snap that's a good line from bubs who's a great crazy cowboy fan i'll tell, I tell you i mean i have a little bit of this experience so my wife is from chicago and at the time that we were dating and first becoming a pretty serious couple was the height of the rivalry between the Knicks and the Bulls. And my, my wife will tell you to this day that whenever she was with my parents, who did accept her, uh, despite the fact that my parents were insane Knicks fans. My parents owned a store and they had a Go New York, Go New York, Go sign in the window. My father was a season ticket holder my whole life, lived and died with the Knicks. And I've told you, he once said, if the Knicks got Michael Jordan, he would give up his tickets. That, that's the kind of fan my dad was. So if you ask Stace to this day, what do you remember the most about Arnie? She will say, every time we brought up the Bulls, he would point out that Michael Jordan pushes off every time he gets the ball. So he, was, he, was, he loved Stace, and he could not have been sweeter to her and nicer and welcomed her into our family, but... He never stopped. He was like, do you know what? She'll be like, yeah, we're going to the Bulls game next week. Michael Jordan pushes off every time he gets the ball. This was my dad. So he got in his, he got in his digs, but in the end, it didn't bother him that much. Or, or it didn't bother him enough that he like, tried to dissuade me from marrying her or anything like that. He didn't refuse to come to the wedding. So one way or another, I think it is a good topic. It's like the sleeping with the enemy kind mm-hmm. of topic, and I like it. Literally. Um, in the meantime, we have a ton of questions that are coming in about the book, which I'm looking forward to. Again, use the hashtag, got your number. We thank you, thank you, thank you for all the good response we're getting. Today is the day the book is available in every store in America. If you find a store that doesn't have it, please let us know. Tweet at us using the hashtag, got your number. Got a couple questions for you. Can Give I me one quickie. I'll take it. We'll come back and do more. How hard was number 12 for you? No, number 12 was easy. Look, I don't mind. There are some of them I don't mind giving away. 
Number 12 was the, was the inspiration for the book. We, we, the whole book came about because I, we had this conversation about how many Hall of Fame quarterbacks wore number 12, beginning with Namath. And I think Namath was one of the reasons that all these other quarterbacks wanted to wear number 12. But Bradshaw, Staubach, Bob Greasy, Jim Kelly, and eventually Brady and Rodgers. My favorite number 12 will always be Joe Namath. But if you're going to name who owns the number 12, it's Brady. Mm. If you don't give it to him, then the book is discredited. I mean, we want this book to be sort of the book of record when it comes to the historical significance of these players. So keep those questions coming in. I got a good one about active players that I can respond to as well. The hashtag is got your number and we're rolling on on a big day. It's a Tuesday screening on ESPN radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do. You do. We all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. All right, numbers are the topic of the day for us. Um, we roll along here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Our book, Got Your Number, is in stores right now. It's available online right now. And um, as today is our publication date, which is a really big day in a person's life. I'll just take a moment to say this. For Hembo, this is the first experience you've had of this kind. I hope it won't be the last. For me, I'm a kid who grew up 
around books. My parents were writers and owned a small independent bookstore in New York City pretty much my entire childhood. And I worked there uh, every summer, I want to say five or six years in a row. And um, so all I ever dreamt of was writing a book and having it be in a bookstore. And so for me, this is my sixth time doing it. But it's something you should ne- one must never take for granted. Like no one is promised to this. People dream of writing books, and most people never get the chance to see them published. So I'm endlessly grateful, whether 10 people or 10 million people buy it. I'm endlessly grateful that it exists and that it's out there. And I really hope this will be a new direction for me. You know, through my life, I've tried to write novels, and I've tried to write different things. I don't plan to stop doing that. That is still my dream. But I do think I've come to the realization that this is what people want from me. Like, if if, if you're going to buy a book by me, you want me giving you the definitive take on sports. I think I think this is the right lane for me to be in, and I got the right person alongside me to do it with me, which is Hembo, because the research is outstanding. So the book is called Got Your Number, and it is available now anywhere you get your books. Let us know if you cannot get it. Use the hashtag Got Your Number. We got a very good question using the hashtag Got Your Number that I liked as well. Someone asked, how did we handle active athletes? And I can, off the top of my head, I could think of two that are in the book. Steph Curry is in the book and Kevin Durant is in the book, right? Are there others? 84. 84 is LeBron. Okay, so yeah, Steph, LeBron, and KD, sorry, are all in the book. Um, and, and if there are any others, here's what we did. You will find in the book, it says, all statistics, because there's a million stats and records and facts and figures in the book. They are all official or effective as of a certain date, whatever date we chose well, it was, when we had to turn it in. Mm-hmm. Serena Williams was still an active player when we wrote it, for example. It was before her retirement. So we, we gave a date by which all of the stats are relevant to that point. So, for example, if you were to buy the book right now, you know, Kevin Durant's total points and Steph Curry's total points and all that are not the same because we couldn't take into account this season. But in Steph's case, I want to say that we included everything through the end of last season, right? right. Wasn't that number, wasn't that the last one? It was one the last you, one we did. Right, right, the right, last right. one we did was Steph 30 because we were waiting to see if he won the championship. That felt incredibly relevant. So actually, that's exactly right. We had to turn the book in right after that. We actually asked for a pushback. <laughs> we said, they, they wanted the book by a certain date, and I said, can we wait till after the finals, because to write this chapter on Steph, who was going to be that number anyway, mm-hmm. but to write it without being able to point out that he won a fourth championship, and as it turned out, he was the MVP of that series, it would have felt incomplete. So they let us do that. So that was the last one that we did. So anyway, that's one of the many questions that we're getting, and we appreciate it. You can tweet them at us using the hashtag GotYourNumber. I am also seeing a lot of Twitter reaction here to our question of the day that came up organically And mostly people are just really down on Bubba. And Bubba, I will point out again that whether you think you have legitimate reasons to or not, if you are a person whose favorite teams are the Cowboys, Duke, and there's one more. What is the other one? Oh, the Boston Celtics. Well, the Mets or... Well, I I get the Mets. The Mets maybe don't fall in this category. Yeah, well, go. So now it doesn't help your narrative. My, My narrative is... That your favorite teams are all the bandwagon teams. Like, well, I'm just stunned you're not a Laker fan. <laughs> I, I assume that, you know, you, you, you go crazy over, I don't know, Man U or what, whatever. Trinity the, Squash. The popular. Yeah, the local team. I enjoy them. You are, you, are, you, you are. One could accuse you of being a bandwagon jumping fan. I mean, of course they could. But again, once you have valid reasons for all of them and one all... All I can do is pick a team and stick with them. So I've I've been with the team since I first rooted for sports. And again, 
I just mentioned the Mets. That's conveniently not part of your narrative, I've noticed, because the net, the Mets are known for collapsing and being terrible and the butt of everyone's jokes. And I've been a Mets fan since the 90s, and it's just been miserable the entire time. Yeah, because you, right. you don't even about, remember 86. That's your yeah, cover. Exactly. That's your cover. And you can talk about the Cowboys. Yes, I saw three Super Bowls. I was 11 by their last one. Since then... It's been also misery. No, but the Cowboys are a bandwagon team anyway. So, I understand so here's that, what but I will tell I, you. I didn't pick them because they were winning Super Bowls. I picked them because my dad was a Cowboys fan. Here's what I will say, and that obviously is a justifiable reason, though it still kind of stinks. To and high I heaven. stuck with them the entire time. I'm not. I'm not jumping off the the so-called uh, bandwagon. Long suffering Cowboys. Yes, exactly. Must be painful. Here's what I'll say. When I was a kid growing up it's in pretty New painful. York, here, here, here's why everyone hates the Cowboy fan. Because when I was growing up in New York in the '70s. There were three teams that people rooted for. They were Giant fans, they were Jet fans, and they were Cowboy fans. That's just the way it was. And I was a Jet fan, of course. I didn't mind the Giant fans. I hated the Cowboy fans. I I, I I get it. I I understand. (laughs) How the hell are you a Cowboy fan? You grew up on McDougal Street, for crying out loud. But you're from the Bronx. Why (laughs) why are you wearing a a Tony Dorsett jersey? And, you know, in my youth, the Cowboys were great. That was the star back, Dorsett, Drew Pearson, Golden Richards, Tom Landry, Two Tall Jones, all that stuff. Quick Two Tall Jones story. My, My best friend, his name's Simon, and he and I were at a Nick game one time. And in those days... You could buy tickets to a Nick game if you went to school, if you could uh, uh, provide identification that proved you went to school of any kind. Tickets in the upstairs, which is with the blue seats, which, were, which was called the Blue Heaven. Tickets there were $6 for anybody. It was 50% off if you could prove that you, had, that you were a student. So we would walk up at game time and we would buy $3 tickets to sit in the blues. The first quarter, we didn't even watch the game. All we did was scout out the seats that were available down near the court. Then, at the end of the first quarter, we sent my brother, who was the youngest of us. He was four years younger than me and cute. So no one is going to throw him out. No usher is going to run a kid who's like, you know, nine years old. So we'd send him down there. He'd sit down there. Then we'd wait a little appropriate amount of time, and then we'd sit down there. So for $3, I'm sitting like two rows away from the court. That's how I grew up watching basketball. In this day and age, those, those tickets are thousands of dollars. I would go for 3 bucks. So anyway, one year, Two Tall Jones is sitting on what is now called Celebrity Row. At that point, it was just seats. Two Tall Jones is there. We recognize him. So my friend Simon says, I'm going to go over and get his autograph. So he goes over. I can see him talking to him for a second, and he walks back to me, and I said, did you get his autograph? And he says to me, yeah, but no one will ever believe it. And he shows me the piece of paper, and he just wrote, too tall. (laughs) That's all he wrote. He had a piece of paper that said too tall on it. Literally anyone on planet Earth could have written the words too tall on a piece of paper and claimed it was Ed Too Tall Jones's (laughs) autograph. So that's a true story. So anyway, the Cowboys, to circle it all the way back, Bubba, really do seem to um, demonstrate some lack of character in you. I, I'm, will, I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt because you, you got it passed down from your father, and I'll give right. that to anybody. But others, I think, are not going to be as kind. Yeah, again, I, I mean, I get it. I understand from the outside looking in, and it's not, it's not the best uh, group of teams to, <laughs> you know, I get why people say it. I think the sure. Duke one is worse. The Duke one is worse. Duke is like the ultimate bandwagon team. Ultimate bandwagon. It's, it's not like if you root for Duke and you didn't go to Duke, it's you're not a terrible like Dan person. Dan Hurley was your babysitter. Like, what, how close is this connection? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, it's, oh, it's Bobby Hurley, but 
It's a, well, no, but Dan Hurley is the coach that we that started this whole conversation. Well, right, but it's Bobby Hurley went to Duke. It's, it's oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what he's talking about, but right. um, no, it's because my my family grew up in Jersey City and they knew the Hurley family also in Jersey City. So when I was literally six years old watching college basketball for the first time, like the Leitner game was one of the first games I remember watching. My parents were like, <laughs> "We know that kid on the team, Bobby Hurley." Like they remember him. Like my grandfather was Bob Hurley Senior's t-ball coach. Mm. <laughs> like they, we know. Like I'm not trying to say like we're best friends with the family, but like my my uncle is. Bobby Hurley's uncle's really close friend. Like we're, we're so. I, Did your parents was, recount to you the legend every time he got the runs during the <laughs> national championship game? Like, is that one of the first stories you remember well, I hearing? Was, I was watching that. Oh yeah, I mean I that was, was that was the I, year I, before. I, that was UNLV, right? That yeah. was before the the Leitner game. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I guess yeah. So I mean, I guess I remember being told about. Yeah, I mean, I was I'm aware, I was aware of <laughs> they it. They had lunch I'm, together. I'm once. aware of it for sure. So either way, so so we, you had lunch together once with Bobby Hurley, and that shaped your fandom. But you would not marry someone if your wife rooted for the the. Atlanta Braves, you would ask for a divorce, is what you're telling me. So lunch is more important than marriage. What? What? what lunch? What are you talking about? Lunch? <laughs> Didn't you just say that he had lunch with I'm, him? I missed. I'm just saying that Bubba's connection is the connection is not as strong. Yeah, it's a little. What do you mean it's not as strong? When you're six years old and you're and someone tells you, you're, we know that person. You're gonna. You're all of a sudden. If you someday start... had a son and your son was playing for UConn, would you root for them against Duke in the championship game? I, I don't. I don't. It's tough. Again, I literally didn't apply to UConn because I hated him so much. That's I not mean, the answer. This is. Your I don't son. know. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a. No, as of right now, I would assume. I would go with no. Because I so defensive. I would go with no. But I don't know what it's like to have a child. You root, so you would root against your son yeah, in the I national mean, championship. Based on Duke. what everyone says, you, it sounds like you would have a different opinion based from your. Uh, let's your go Cowboys. Or Bubba Junior is really going to be neglected but, uh, here. Yeah. Oh I, hey, look. I I stand to you know a little Bubba. I hold my ground on my uh, my team here. It'll be little Bubba, like L-I-L Bubba. I don't understand what's so difficult to understand when you, you pick a team when you're six and you stick with them. Right, let me go to a break. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Everyone in America, just so if you're listening to me right now, I love you and I appreciate all of the support that you have given me through my life and my career and I want to give back in any way I can. But if you have a baby, I don't want to hold it. If you walk up to me in Madison Square Park later today when I'm walking around, oh, Greeny, look, I had a baby. I, I don't want to hold it. <laughs> 
I'm not holding anybody. I've held all the babies I need to hold. Why is that funny? Because someday you'll maybe have a grandbaby. That means I have to hold it. This is Greeny. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. The free autos on Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. I, I think that mine is probably an opinion on that subject or a feeling on that subject that is commonly held. There are two things that I don't love nearly as much as some other people do. I think most people actually are on my side of this, but they think it's impolite to say so. So there are two things I like a lot less than you do, and they are your baby and your dog. I love my babies, or when they were babies, I loved them. Now they're older people than that, and I love them even more. And I love my dog. Stace loves everyone's dog. We can't walk down the street. You think people stop me in the street? No, no, no. My wife stops everyone in the street that has a dog. And she wants to talk, and can I pet him, and is it this, and what kind of a breed, and oh, we have this, and uh, we're, we're, we're talking. We are sidetracked. I have to build in. If we're walking somewhere, I've got to build in like an extra 15 minutes for all the dogs we're going to stop and see. And she always gets mad at me that I'm not interested. Now, I love Phoebe. You saw Phoebe's the other day. I love that dog. She's my dog. I love her as much as I've ever loved anything in my life. But she is the only dog about whom I feel that way. And I think a lot of people feel that way, meaning I love my dog, but not yours. I love my babies, but not yours. I don't dislike your babies. I'm just not that interested in them. Tons of people have babies. I don't need to be excited about yours. So I think a lot of people feel that way and just don't, aren't willing to say it. That's, that's what separates me. The issue I had with you is not how eager you were to see the baby or how happy you were to have, the, you know, have my babies in your presence. It was the fact that it appeared to me that you have never previously held one. Which, which cannot be true because you have two kids of your own. I'm a little out of practice. I haven't held sure. a baby in a long time. And, and I was given the baby. Here was the, one of the many problems. I was given the baby facing the wrong way. Someone handed me the baby facing away from me. So the only way you can hold that baby is to get up underneath the armpits. And now you're kind of just holding it out. Like you can't press that baby into your chest when it's facing in the other direction for fear you will squash its esophagus or something. Normally, you hold the baby facing you. You got some sort of a cloth, uh, you know, over your shoulder so the baby doesn't, you know, spit up or schnot all over your clothes. Schnot. And, 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 and that's the way I'm remember holding babies i mean it's been a long time yours i was kind of holding up like it was like i was just kind of picking it up well, to keep it from getting run over by a bowling ball we were taking a photograph so right we wanted the baby's face to be facing the understood camera. but i'm explaining my discomfort with it i'm not saying anyone did anything wrong and i don't get me wrong i liked your babies i enjoyed them very much i, I actually found myself particularly drawn to the other one like I, I, michelle cried the second you gave me to her mm. the, or gave her to me when you gave me the other one she seemed happy as a clam. Well, that's because Michelle could sense your discomfort. I think we need to switch them. I think Michelle needs to become the other one, and the other one needs to become Michelle. That's a tough call. We're seven months in. That's not very long. 
Again, I told you, my fr- having my friend one year in, you got time. And how long? And so, what, your what friend? The backstory here. Had, was it a son or a daughter? Are these the Hurleys? A son. <laughs> were these this is Dan the, and Bobby? Were these yeah, the they, Hurleys? They were originally, yeah. They, Dan's original name was Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. What was the original name of the kid? Jason Andrew Edward. And then, meaning Edward is the last name? No, that was, he had two they middle names. They gave him three names? Yeah. God. Okay, Jason Andrew Edward, okay, Finkelstein, whatever the last name was. Right. And then what did they change it to? They dropped the Jason and just went Andrew Edward. That is insane. So for, for all intents and purposes, what? the kid went from being Jason to being Andrew. Correct. At what age? After one year. And how has that kid uh, sort of, uh, how has his development been? Has, is, is he fairly well adjusted? Yeah, I'd say he's good. Although once we found out, he used to be called Jason. <laughs> I exclusively call him Jason now. So is that right? Um, yeah, you would. So um, well, yeah. So once you find out about that, although it's probably different for guys. I don't think it's going to happen to <laughs> girls. But yeah. But again, obviously, he had no idea about it. They had to tell him. But no, in um, this case, we'd have to keep it a secret. Like we could never tell Michelle. What is the other one's name? Charlotte. We would. We could never tell them that we switched them. That we switched their names. Like they would have to, they would have to live their whole lives believing they had always had that. Name. I'm not using Bubba's friend Jason Andrew Edward as our blueprint. I'm not. I'm merely. I'm not doing that. I'm telling you, it just worked a year in. In our case, it applies to two people. It doesn't sound like it worked because you mocked him from then until now because of it. Well, I was around high school when he found out, and yeah, I mean, we. I didn't necessarily mock him. I just called him Jason. That's mocking. It's mocking. It, it, there's a, there's a, there is a touch of mockery it's involved sinister. when you consider the potential um, sensitivity he may have. Well, if, if anything, we're mocking is the parents for changing the name. So. No, I don't think yeah, so. He's wearing it, though. His parents made a decision they felt good about. You're mocking the son. No. That's who you're mocking. You're mocking Jason, not Edward Anthony or whatever you said his <laughs> other names were. A lot of names. I struggle with these things. Then the other piece of this that I think is interesting is, Bubba, you like dogs, right? Oh, yeah. You had a dog named Hurley? I had multiple dogs, yeah, but one was named Hurley, yeah. And you have a dog now? Yep. Do you like other people's dogs? Like, if you're, if you're walking down the street and someone has a dog, do you have any interest in petting that dog? No, I mean, no. I'm not going to go out of my way and pet it. Absolutely not, no. And when you go to someone's house and they have a dog and they're like, look how cute the dog is, isn't your first thought, yeah, it's cute? Yeah, I mean, if it's like literally one of my good friends and I know the dog well, I'll be, but yeah, no, I'm not someone who's going to just run up to him and start putting. No, no, not a fan. I don't understand. If you're going to sidetrack someone on their walk with their dog, you, you also need to have a dog with you. That's to me. That's the only way that supplies. This never happens to us. Stace will stop every dog, every dog without yours. You mean try this later today. It's it's a nice day out, right? Very. So whatever free time I have today, we have a bunch of book press to do, but every time I just want to take a walk, it's Mm -hmm. nice outside. I just want to walk. So I'm going to be outside walking. Stace will probably be with me. If we walk by you and you have a dog, I promise we will stop and talk to you. You won't have to recognize me. You won't have to say, hey, aren't you the guy from ESPN? You, that will not be a problem because we will stop you and we will talk to you and your dog as long as you will let us. Like we will literally stay there until the other person uncomfortably says, well, I guess we got to get going so now. What is her like stock line of questioning? She, she's got to, I don't know. I'm trying very hard to ignore it. Mm. My wife has a lot of idiosyncrasies. All of which I obviously have grown to live with, mm. and most of which I have grown to like. Have you ever have you ever eaten dinner with my wife? I've not. Have you ever watched her order off a menu? No, but you have described it a few times. To my wife, the menu in a restaurant is a suggestion. That's it. <laughs> like a list the, of ingredients. These are just the suggested <laughs> meals that we have. But literally, I've been married to her for twenty five years. We've been together twenty seven years. She has never once ordered anything the way it comes. Like the number four. Never. 
No. I mean, I don't even know what that, what do you mean? I mean, meaning like the, the specials are numbered? Yeah, like if you go to a, a fast food restaurant, you'll see them okay. numbered. A, she's never a eaten fast a fast food, food restaurant. restaurant. Like uh, literally in the 25 years we've been together, we have never been in a fast food yeah, restaurant. Because that's where Greeny and Stacey are going. <laughs> <laughs> to Burger King to get the number four. <laughs> but but, but, but uh, just for example, like it is always, I'll have the chicken, but hold on. I see that you have spinach because that comes with the salmon. Can I do the spinach mm. that comes with the salmon instead of the spring vegetables that comes with the chicken? And then instead of the mashed potatoes, can you do roasted potatoes, but no garlic on those? In fact, no garlic on anything that there may be. And then, and, and that's the, where the and conversation so begins. You just described two trips to and from the kitchen for the poor waiter. No, no, that's that all o- one discussion. But they I mean, often have to check. I'll have to check with the chef. Oh, no, no. They never check. Oh, they're not like that? They're just doing it. Okay, they're just yes. doing it. So she, th- these aren't suggestions from her. These are demands. These are th- The menu is a suggestion. <laughs> her response is a demand. <laughs> <laughs> we have now officially defined the difference between a suggestion and a demand. The restaurant suggests you eat this. My wife demands I'm eating that. <laughs> and if not, I'm eating somewhere else. <laughs> Like I'm we eating have a, at Burger King. Yeah, I mean, or, or that. Look, I loved Burger King when I was a kid growing up. This is not meant to, 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 to but we're old people now. Like, I went in a, when you're my age, you're you not eating. have had fast food in 25 years. You know, someone asked me that question the other day. What's the last time I ate? It's been a long time. Like, when I first got into the business, so like in the early, more like the, no, it would have been the early 90s, mid-90s. Um, I remember we used to make a, like we would, we would uh, have someone make a McDonald's run when I was working at WMAQ Radio in Chicago a million years ago. And then when I went to CLTV in Chicago, the TV station, there was a Taco Bell nearby and we'd all chip in. Someone would go make a run. So I would eat those a lot. So those are the two most. But since then, I would say practically never. Maybe not That's never, but close. Wild. It's a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, was Cam even born then? Uh, it's, no. Cam, what year were you born? 97. Yeah, if fast food has changed substantially wow. since then, I'm Roger not fully Slobak aware of still it. a young man. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. yeah, that's right. So of all the things that happened today, Hembo and I had a book released. Oh, my God. Bubba had to vigorously defend rooting against UConn in the national championship game. And Cam killed Roger Staubach, <laughs> one of the greatest players and greatest people. The man served our country it's and true. then served a five-year commitment to the Navy after winning the Heisman. And then came back and won two oh, Super Bowls. Cam. And then after retiring from the NFL, has built a literally a multi-billion dollar <laughs> real estate business and just happens to be, if you've ever been around him, one of the most decent and respectable human beings you'll ever meet. And you today, Cam, killed him on our show for no obvious reason i did it was more a comment on how long it's going to take for me to get married than anything about it's a you terrible know. comment i, I hope roger Staubach lives forever i agree I how can you say single forever cam that, that is not the attitude to have around that yeah. way roger can stay alive forever exactly <laughs> well, we need roger around okay so again just to sort of finish up uh, again today is a really really big day for us um i am so appreciative and i know i speak for mr hembo over here when I tell you how grateful we are for all of the pre-orders that you guys made, and if you don't have a copy, today is the day. It's called Got Your Number. It is available everywhere. And again, we mean it to be the sort of the, the, the book of record on these numbers. We decide who owns the numbers 1 to 100 in sports history. And I promise you, whether you agree or disagree, and you'll certainly disagree with some of them, there will be at least once per chapter that you will read something that Hembo came up with, and you will say, Wow, I did not know that. Even about the most famous people in the book, the most obvious choices, Babe Ruth, 
uh, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, those Jackie Robinson. We didn't have to spend a lot of time debating who's going to be number 42. But I promise you will find out things about all of them, Hembo, that they did not already know. And the reason I can say that, and we know that for sure, is because both Greedy and I learned something new about all 100 of these chapters. And that's kind of, I kind of researched this book, and not to put words in your mouth, but I think you kind of wrote this book for people like us, for, for crazed sports fans who were hungry to learn about some of these legends across sports. And so if I discovered something that I did not previously know, it went on your list of things to include, and you often did. Yeah, so it's two things. It is sports debate, because we made some decisions you might agree or disagree with. Well, you will agree or disagree with. And then whether you like or didn't like the choices you made, you will find stuff out about these athletes. So it's sports history at the same time. So thank you very much for all of that. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, you use the ha- we'll be following Twitter all day long. So you can use the hashtag got your number and we will see it. I have been scrolling through them. Hembo, I know you've been scrolling mm-hmm. through them and the publisher will be scrolling through them as well. People are asking about the audio book. Yes, there is an audio book. Yes, I voiced it. It is not available yet. I believe it will be available the first week of May. I will make sure you are aware when that will be available. So thanks again, and we'll see you back in Better Than Ever, same time, same place tomorrow, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 